days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. All right, well, here's what I'll tell you. We are going to be ready to go come day one. As far as our season goes, we're going to be better than last year. Nobody picked us in 05. Nobody picked us to get in in 2008. We're looking to get back into the playoffs, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can get in this year. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit closer just because 49ers played Seattle last week and they beat them. Hopefully they just play with themselves, just yeah, run the ball. Don't do, don't show any trick, too many trick plays. Save them for the playoffs, and yeah, hopefully stay injury free and get out there, get out there with W. As a player, I want Redbird fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication. That's how I want people to remember me as someone that influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody and I just make everybody around me better. That's the question is whether or not he really is going to be the franchise quarterback that they believe he will be. Coming into the season, I didn't know much about him. Didn't know that he was going to be the lights out three-point shooter that he was. And that's really elevating the Redbird offense to that next level, that level they need to be at to potentially get into the NCAA tournament. I just think what the Cubs need to do is, is live up to their potential. You know, there's a lot of guys with a ton of talent on that team, and that's why they won the World Series in 2016. The only way the Cubs are going to live up to their expectations would be go out, win the division, get to the postseason, and win the World Series because they expect to do it. And I think uh, Cubs fans should hold them to a higher standard than what they used to. I'm not saying you have to win the World Series every year, but uh, I think the bar has been raised, and that's made it really fun to be a Cubs fan in Chicago. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, and ISU Redbird alum. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 40th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you on October 17, 2019, welcoming listeners into the 40th episode of Will's fifth quarter special. I'm here as your host for this special edition of the fifth quarter sports talk where we talk all things chicago bears getting you set for this sunday afternoon's matchup it'll be a 325 kickoff at soldier field at the chicago bears three and two on the year so far come off a bye week that followed their loss to the oakland raiders in london 24 to 21 a heartbreaking loss for bears fans they'll get their chance at bouncing back as mitch trubisky set to play sunday and the Chicago Bears take on the visiting New Orleans Saints. So guys, looks like our GM Ryan Pace has his hands full, not just coming out of the bye week at a home game here, but it's his old team. He was part of the scouting crew over at the New Orleans Saints before he became the Chicago Bears GM not too long ago. So it's kind of a bit of a homecoming for him, hosting his old team that he used to work for. I think it's a big game for the Chicago Bears. And so the Chicago Bears, guys, I mean, it, it this is a big game for them facing the Saints and you know the Saints are without Drew Brees looks like Alvin Kamara might not play so it's going to be a real big game for both teams you know the Bears need to get into better stands but we're going to talk more about this and many more things Chicago Bears we're going to be talking about Mitch Trubisky how he's doing right now what we think he could do for the Bears Sunday what him coming back means for this team 
There's some O-line changes as well for the Chicago Bears, so we're going to talk about that uh, and how that can affect certain aspects of the Bears' offense and their team as a whole, how they play Sunday afternoon. And we got to talk about the elephant in the room. The loss by three points, as I mentioned, 24-21. The Raiders beat us overseas in London. We're going to talk about that game, like I said, and we're just going to dissect it a little bit because there's some parts we saw in that game the Bears didn't do well in that if they fixed them during the bye week like we hope they did, made some adjustments, and they go into Sunday, we're going to also give our predictions for Sunday's game. So a lot of things to talk about here on the Chicago Bears edition of Will's fifth quarter special. Mr. Biskey. I think uh, he's definitely going to be ready for Sunday. But we got to talk about the elephant in the room first. We lost to the Raiders in London as a Bears fan. I wouldn't have to win that game either. You know, backup quarterback Chase Daniel at the helm, Akeem Hicks out. The Raiders just took the Bears apart over there in London. It sounds like 52 is going to be definitely going to work Sunday. Um, I mean, whenever you see a bye week, you hope when you, your team loses the game before, and we've seen it before, the Bears have bounced back this year like they did against the Red Kings, but we're going up against the New Orleans Saints coming up this Sunday. So what do you think they learned during the bye week that maybe can jolt each team? Because if you look at it right now, we, Akeem Hicks is going to be out for the next eight weeks, possibly nine, uh, depending on recovery. Your O-line is totally dysfunctional right now. I mean, we saw it against the Raiders. Charles Leno Jr. is committing penalties. He's inconsistent. His O-line is not meshing well. And it seems like that's kind of an issue with our run game a little bit, even though they're off to a good start. It's a lot of question marks. And speaking of the offensive line, they have moved Rashad Coward, who looked good in the uh, preseason, veteran player, and he's going to be taking over for Kyle Long. And then they bumped up Alex Bars from the press squad. So a few moves right there, but I think David Montgomery is a good piece. Obviously, he's the lead back of the Chicago Bears right now. I mean, you got to leave Tariq Cohen where he is, in my opinion, slot receiver. He does the job. We still haven't seen what Mike Davis is going to do. I think that's an exciting part. But we got to watch the defense of the Saints because if they force the Bears to throw, that whole line has issues like the Raiders game. They can't get the run game to be consistent. I mean, it's present but not consistent. you got to watch out for Marcus Williams, and I'm sure you can agree also Marshawn Lattimore. That secondary of the Saints is lethal to wide receivers. So if Mitch is there Sunday and they have to throw, we got to go to Mr. Fisky. Uh That's obviously one of the things going into Sunday. They they talked pretty highly uh, about him in the press conference. He's still got promise. But, you know, there were some comments out there, and it, everyone has a right to their opinion. Uh, I know people are going to disagree and agree. It seems like, you know, I mean, he's a Smith senior, you know, saying, oh, Mitch is – not going to fit. You know, some people believe in it. I think the jury's still out. And my Mitch is only in his second year on, in this new offense. You know, he, he dealt with the whole John Fox issues in his rookie year. So he hasn't had a solid first two years just yet. And every quarterback has growing pains. But he's coming off of injury. I think that brings promise going into what I think is going to be a good test against the Saints. If he, maybe we need to recone up do some throws too, I guess. But Mitch, I think he's going to be just fine. Um, they made some comparisons as well with him and Baker Mayfield. And we're going to end the show. I'm going to make some predictions for Sunday. It's a big game, and then they have the Chargers right after that. And then they have a divisional game right there in November. So the next few games are big for this Bears team. So my, my take with the Bears versus Saints, they got Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, he's doing well, but 
there's a chance Alvin Kamara will not be in Sunday. So I think that gives the Bears defense, like we talked about with Khalil Mack, a real good edge. I'd say vengeance, chip on the shoulder from that Raiders game. That Bears defense, I think, is going to wreak havoc on the offense of New Orleans. I think it's going to be a game of both defenses. I mean, it seems like both offenses have issues, like injury problems or quarterback issues like we're talking about. So I think it's going to be a game of defenses, but I have the Bears pulling this game out. I think Mitch Trubisky will play Sunday. I think we're going to see a lot more of the run game. They've figured out three corner teams like this year in the National Football League. So I think they're going to use Mike Davis and Montgomery a little more, maybe put Tariq in in spots where he's not going to be as predictable to opposing defenses. I got the Bears winning a close matchup, 21-14. to I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be that field goal because we heard uh, – you know, Eddie Pinheiro's doing kicks tomorrow around the field. He's getting ready for the weather. Like I talked about earlier in this episode, guys, it's going to be a real tight game for both teams. The Saints off to a good start this year with a record of 5-1, and one, but both teams have something to prove right now. And they both have some injuries. If you're the Chicago Bears, you have that injury to Akeem Hicks out for eight weeks right now. You have the O-line situation, the dysfunction there with Kyle Long being hurt as well. And uh, they're bringing in a new backup. They brought up somebody from the practice squad, Alex Bars. Uh, Coward's going to be starting in uh, Kyle Long's place. So it's going to be interesting to see what you get out of this revamped, I guess, reconfigured Bears O-line for the time being. You know, it's going to raise some questions, not just how the run game is and how Mitch is able to run things, but having a good O-line is key. And they have that, but some of these guys aren't playing up to their best level right now. So we wish the Bears nothing but the best of luck this Sunday. Again, that's going to be a 325 kickoff. And it looks like they... Recently reported the last few days that Eddie Pinheiro is going to be kicking tomorrow at Soldier Field, so that means he's getting a good head start. With the weather change, that means he's getting his foot on the right foot for the Chicago Bears. Again, 325 kickoff. It'll be the Bears hosting the 5-1 New Orleans Saints. Let's hope the 3-2 Bears can move up in the NFC North and get a win in this game. So now we're going to head to the favorite ending of the show that everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page posting their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's fifth quarter specials. So my choice, it's obviously going to be football-related, guys. And it's a movie I saw a few weeks ago that I've always liked. It's a very well-done movie. It's with an actor you're going to recognize by the name of Mark Wahlberg. It's called Invincible. And it's based on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's in 1976, during a recession period, you know, and everything. That's how they open the movie. Vince Papau is a bartender at a bar called Max's, a friend of his. And he plays football. It's seen earlier in the movie with his buddies, you know, like his bar buddies and stuff, they play in the mud and the rain or shine. You know, they play in like a little parking lot, vacant lot area. And the movie goes on about how, I mean, especially the scene I'm going to pick, it relates to the Bears in a really good light. You know, the Bears are trying to bounce back from their loss to the Oakland Raiders overseas, and Mitch Trubisky is trying to bounce back with this team in hosting the New Orleans Saints. So the way these two compare to each other, Vince Papali and... Mitch Trubisky, Vince Papali plays his first regular season game for the Eagles. You know, if you have, if, if I don't want to spoil the whole movie for you guys, so you're gonna have to uh, check it out to kind of understand what I'm talking about with this scene. Basically, he is a bartender that tries out for the team, and uh, Dick Vermeil 
is uh, adamant, but he picks Vince Papali along with his judgment, but his wife, you know, sways him to do it. But basically, it's after they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, in the movie, it's painted in 1976 that they are the defending NFC champions. You know, Tom Landry, the well-known coach, and Vince doesn't do as well as he knows he can, and his coach knows he can. Dick Vermeil knows he's going to be a great player, and he can do great things for that team, help put him in the right framework and culture improvement. He falls short in his first game. You know, every rookie has that issue. Every player doesn't matter if you're a veteran, a rookie, or a free agent, like he says in the movie. Dick Vermeil's words used there doesn't matter. You know, and Vince goes into that second game. He has some issues he's feeling because he's like, I know I can do better than this. I need to do better for my team. I don't want to get cut. This is my big break. I don't want to lose it. It compares to Mitch Trubisky a little bit. And the scene is Vince Papali. You know, he helps with the kick returning and stuff. He causes a fumble after getting a few tackles. He gets the ball and runs it for a touchdown. And it it was a really great part of the movie because you see someone fighting adversity who has the talent. You know, people are against him. And, you know, some people aren't against him. They believe in him, and he does great for the team. Now, the way, in my opinion, this compares to Mitch Trubisky, I'm not going to be too biased on this one, guys. Mitch Trubisky is a great quarterback for the Chicago Bears, but every player, from what I've seen just as a fan of the National Football League, watching the Bears for many years, it seems like certain players don't just get it going with the blink of an eye. You know, yes, he was picked second overall, but you know what he he didn't have a chance to play. No, you know, against the Raiders in London, he got hurt. That happens. Injuries happen. So a lot of people have been talking up to the Saints game, and I've been thinking about it as well. You know, just comparing it to the scene, Wahlberg and him are both you know, and their characters in the movie have talent you know and can play really well but Mitch is still putting some things together and I think he's a really great player there's a reason Ryan Pace moved up second overall picked this quarterback to man the helm of the Chicago Bears to become a leader on this team and there's a lot of people out there that don't believe he can still be and there's a lot of people that do and that's our that's our right as sports fans you know I I have no disagreements with that Uh, all I'm saying at this point and I think a lot of people can agree we wish Mitch nothing but the best for this game Sunday and the rest of his career because he's shown us that he can be a good leader for this Bears team and yes he has some growing pains from last year you know he's still growing it's only year two he has Matt Nagy's offense and we just want him to recover 100% the way it looks right now for his injury from his shoulder that's good news guys we're gonna get our quarterback back for this game against the Saints and I think it's gonna be a good test for Mitch hey I know I'm facing adversity but I'm facing a really good defense in the Saints a well-known coach in Sean Payton. I'm not facing Drew Brees, but I'm still facing a pretty good quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, all those guys. You know, And I'm going to have Marcus Williams and uh, Marshawn Lattimore in the uh, secondary of the Saints watching my boys Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, all my receivers. So I have a lot of faith in the Bears uh, and Mitch Trubisky. So this team really compares, I think, to that. You know, Both those players, like Mitch is right now, Papali uh, fought adversity and, you know, struggles and obstacles. And I think Mitch can still do that. He's only 25 years old. He still has the brighter parts, not even in his prime yet, ahead of him with the Chicago Bears. So that's my sports movie moment. Guys, if you haven't seen Invincible, it came out in 2006, but it's a really well done movie. Uh, It's one I really recommend seeing, especially if you're an Eagles fan. I hope you've seen it. Um, So go check out the movie Invincible. So that's all the time we have in episode 40 of Will's 5th Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we continue to cover all things uh, Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears, all things Chicago sports. 
and collegiate sports like we do on the Redbird Sports Update every other episode covering the Illinois State University Redbird Athletics, and we're covering all things NCAA. When a fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farlow, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Join the sports convo and share your opinions on all things sports on Twitter at WilliamDFarlow and use the hashtag Will's fifth quarter special. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.